I'm a middle manager. Yeah. You want, uh, you want me to introduce you so you can go off the rails. Is that what right, right. Yeah. So it'd be totally different this time. Welcome and thank you for joining us at the Patriarchy Podcast, brought to you live from the Banana Republic that is the United States. Uh, I'm Roger. Uh, here's Cersei. I'm Cersei. And here is Jip. Gentlemen. <laughs> Behold! Behold! <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, uh, elections, as we all know from the New York Times, should be judged by the media. They are the ones to determine our... Uh, well, they deleted that tweet real fast. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, for those who don't know, they tweeted out, it is up to the media to determine our leaders. And I think they legitimately believe it. They said the uh, quiet part out loud. So here we go. Uh, let's just open this up. We've got a lot to get to today. And I'm going to warn you guys, I... <laughs> I'm in a spicy mood, and I we we talked beforehand almost about having somebody else be the host uh, because I mean first off, why am I hosting? I'm the most irrational off the rails person. But um, also we discussed it for this one because it's uh, I I have words. But let's just get started. Should Trump give it up? And by give it up, I mean should he back off of you know sending doj investigations uh, litigating this thing the, the accusations of fraud does he is that i'm not even asking if he's correct to accuse i'm asking is it better for the republic to say hey maybe there's a little bit of this or that but for the good of the republic nothing's perfect not even elections we're a big nation put on your big boy pants accept the loss all right, I'm going to start with Jip. What do you say? No, um, I think it's, it's right that he contests um, when an election is this close because, I mean, that's going to restore faith in the process. You know, sweeping things under the rugs, never a good idea. Well, the details are probably more up to Cersei, but well, let's I think calling, for, calling for a recount when, you know, the result is within a point or less seems totally reasonable to me. Before I give my answer, I want to hear Roger's answer to this question. Absolutely. Needs to investigate because it's the right thing to do. If, if there were one, one district, like one state that was close, and let's just take Pennsylvania as an example, right? Pennsylvania started off with a 10-point lead, Trump, when I went to bed election night, which when I thought it was going to be an election night, not an election uh, season. There was a 10-point lead, and now just more and more, and they just they halted for an entire day. They, 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 they took a lid, as Biden does, and they halted for an entire day. We saw like 1% come in, all Biden, of course, but 1% come in, and that's about it. And then now they're getting more and more, and it just so happens they're getting enough to where it's literally 0.1% behind Trump at, I think, 99% reporting or something crazy like that, 98%. It's, it's, it's nuts now. So he's just edging up. I don't mind that. I believe somebody can come from behind in one of these things, but what I don't like is when you pause things, say goodbye, we'll be back, and then you come back and magically it's exactly what you need. And whenever poll watchers aren't allowed to watch it, holy crap, this, if it isn't fishiness going on, you're doing everything in your power to make it look terrible. That's Yeah, that's the thing. The opposition real bad. And if it were just one state, I'd say suck it up, Trump. Sometimes this thing happens. But it's this. It's it's uh, Wisconsin did this. It's uh, Michigan did this. And it's just like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
now this is too many really close elections where they're at the end just now finding these sweeping uh, Biden votes that are just pulling it enough to win, just surprisingly. <laughs> How funny. And then we go, well, did anybody watch these? Did you have the you know legitimate Republican poll watchers and such or these free and open elections? No, we did it behind closed doors. We just had forklifts of ballots. You know, we have to get them in here somehow. It's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. How about we have an election day? And if you can't get your mail-in ballots in time, I'm sorry. Like, because this seems to me like they're standing back, and I'm talking globally, not about we'll get into the specifics later, but it seems like just they're standing back, looking at the game table, and then saying, okay, what do we need to win this? And, and then the numbers come in that happen to win it, as opposed to just reporting the same thing that like we did in Texas. Just report on time. And if you win, you win. And if you don't, you don't. So it's too many shenanigans. One, okay, too many. And with this many, it's like I, I have a hard time believing it. I'll believe it better if you get somebody in there to truly investigate this thing. Is that a suitable answer, seriously? I think so, yeah. So my answer depends on what do you want. Do you want what's best for the republic? That's probably Trump saying, fine, it's, it's very close, but I'm going to give up because fighting over this isn't good for the republic. But I'm a libertarian anarchist agorist. I don't care what's good for the republic. I care what's good for the people. But I think long-term, the more discredit brought upon particularly the federal government, the better it is for the people of this country. And I think, you know, showing how the sausage is made, as it were, is one of the best ways for that to happen. So based how, on- How that, it's crafted, how the sausage is carefully crafted, yes. And so based on that, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, please, Trump, keep fighting this. Keep fighting this into January. <laughs> keep fighting this until the fall of the Republic. What? Jim, are we just going to sit back and take that? We're statist. Come on. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I don't know about um, status. Um, I said statist. We are statist. Uh, what is what, meaning? What we opposite of libertarian? We, we we believe in there's this thing called the state, and it should it is a net good, and it should be supported. Well, uh, no, I think the state is a necessary evil because of corporate power. That's mm. that's the only reason I think a state should exist, and it's an unfortunate reason, but there it is. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll get to that when I get to uh, Republican fault in theory. That's later though. Okay. Yeah. So we've got our answers. Let's get into it. I'm just going to run off these claims and I'm going to see what you think. I think we all agree that if you ban your poll watchers, you got a problem, right? I mean, that is a bad thing to do. So right? can I ask a question here? I know mm-hmm. about this issue. Why weren't they there in the first place? Isn't that a default thing? The, the, as of election night, there were reports of poll watchers banned from uh, and barred from entry in areas okay uh they were they were actually going to uh heavily blue districts i mean it's only i'm only hearing what, about this in heavily blue the, districts, the, the given reason i assume was like covid or something vaguely like that or why would they even be able to ban them in the first place let, let me see if i can explain this i don't know because you're not allowed to report on it people aren't report this is where we're getting into really murky soviet style media because if this were 10 years ago, I could just Google why were poll watchers not allowed in. If I Google that now, it's going to come up. That, is, that information has not been verified. 
you can find something on it, but it's there's it's not heavily broadcast why they weren't in. There's just reports yeah, that's of them being barred. Nice. Yeah, and, there's, and there's reports about the lawsuits that they won allowing them back in. And there's also but, reports that certain judges have thrown that out now. Hmm. That 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 they can go ahead and keep on counting. Well, they, without, they let them in, and then you know the counting was already done by the time they got let back in. I've heard that too. And the problem is, we don't know because what news media is there with cameras? None. They're mm. just they're just waiting to call it for Biden. Yeah. So this is that one party media that we have right now that makes this difficult. Yeah. Seriously, I saw you typing away. Did you find something? Uh, so I saw a story maybe 10 minutes before I went on about one of the lawsuits already filed and resolved. Now that there is reporting on. That is report. There is reporting on the Pennsylvania lawsuit, but that's different and, than poll watchers. Kind well, of. It, some of that is because basically it was they were saying the poll watcher is excluded, but there is a question asked to the Trump lawyers of was there anybody, were there any Republicans there? Was there anybody a part of the campaign who was there? And in that questioning, one of the Trump lawyers said, well, yes, there was. I, I'm very uncomfortable talking about this at this point because there is just so much we don't know. Right. Um, it seems like, yes, some people who were poll watchers may have been excluded, but just because that happened, that doesn't mean there's fraud going on. No, of especially course if there, Especially if there are other people there just, you know, you know, it's like, okay, you have five poll watchers. One of them is excluded for some reason. You saw four. Well, I mean, again, I kind of care why they're excluded, but it's not the end of the world. Right. Okay. Here's the other thing that I see that's weird. In many areas, many states, the voter turnout for Biden is larger than Obama. That's kind of strange in these swing states. But that could be just true. They I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that Trump is—he's in an inverse Hillary situation. So that <laughs> doesn't actually surprise me that much. It does when you consider in certain other states the turnout for Trump is crazy, even among like minority voters. So well, yeah, there's a couple of things in play there. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the demographics to shuffle because we're gonna have to talk about that. The, Oh, we can talk about – oh, that's a whole, like, subtopic. Do you want to talk right. about that now? No, not tonight. Okay. Not tonight. But we will get into that probably next show. Whenever well, I mean, so – I mean, just brief hot take. So the exit polling indicates that the majority of Trump's base is women and people of color. Right. So we're just going to drop that right there. Yeah, white dudes went out for Biden. White dudes yeah. went out for Biden. Mm -hmm. um, really? So – so there you go. Really? <laughs> we'll see. We'll really? See that, that exit polling, we'll see if it holds up. You know, I mean, that's just early stuff. So we'll see. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard that too. That, that, so well, the one thing to remember, of course, is that the exit polling doesn't include any of the mail-in voting, which was in many places the majority of the voting. Mm -hmm. And so, also overwhelmingly Democratic, I think. It depends on the state. There's a couple of states where it's been a lot of Republican. Mm. Okay. All right, so I have a question. If will Barr oversee this? Will he be on board with these investigations? Because he's he has pissed Trump off by being nonpartisan. He didn't want to go after Hunter Biden. Didn't want to go after uh, Hillary Clinton. He's actually pushed back on a lot of the uh, I would say Obama era partisanship of the DOJ. Uh, that Trump, I guess, is kind of expecting is par for the course. Is Barr going to push back on 
heavy investigation into the election. I doubt he will because Barr comes from the same school of thought as uh, Scalia. Well, no, more, Nixon. Nixon, when he was running against Kennedy and lost, and there were some uh, irregularities in Illinois, shall we say. And Nixon chose not to challenge it because he thought it was going to be bad for the country. Barr is that same type of person. He's he's not going to do something he thinks is bad for the country, even if it's, quote, right, unquote. So does Trump replace Barr? A uh, little late to do it. No, there's been, no one else would get uh, approved. John Bolton! Point. John Bolton! <laughs> yeah, they're best friends. Uh, John and Trump. Good buddies. I'd just like to point out that right now, as as we're speaking, the difference in the vote count in Georgia is yeah, it's just two- over 2,000. That's three zeros votes. Yeah, they're going to find them. They're going to find them. You can find these ballots anywhere, man. I'm looking outside. I'm just seeing stacks of Biden ballots that I'm finding. <laughs> like, I can just reach out my window, and there's just, like, a couple in this bush. It's a bad look. It's a bad look, for sure. I mean, they had uh, yeah. Joe. Joe did a speech today. You know, I was so I was I had to drive a long, long way for you a listen to today, a, and I listened to. Did you mobilize too much pressure? NPR, NPR, the whole way, um, and so they had Joe on, and he said some inspiring words, and then they had Trump on later, and they actually they only covered the first part of his speech and then they literally cut him off right mid-sentence i've seen that and happen like, and like we are not going to cover this anymore let's bring on our experts to fact check everything he just said yeah so that's basically verbatim what they said is this new to you because they do that all the time like I'm, I'm not joking i'm not trying to like belittle you or say how naive but like this is commonplace now do you, well, you was, know that you know that twitter literally shut down the gop's no i get twitter it account. but this was this was live on on air Oh, they've, they've done that with his speeches for a while. Right. Um, I, I, I know they, they obviously chop them up and, and do whatever. Life fact checking. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. But I've never seen them just just cut his mic and gotcha. bring in their talking heads. You know what I mean? And, and this does not bother me. You know what? I'm just going to push into the next segment, which and I'm going to skip a thing here. I'm going to go straight into Republican fault theory because what I was thinking about is you have we have a nation now where 90% of the media is against the Republican Party. The, the people who are running the elections in your swing states are largely Democrats, the Democrat gubernatorial, what's the word I'm looking for, staff, right, oversee this thing. So your, your votes are being counted. As Stalin would say, they're the ones that matter, not the people who vote, but the people who count the votes. Your votes are being counted by your enemy and your elections being called by your enemy. And to the Republicans, I say, this is your fault. You let it get this bad. You with your free market, my free, my, my altar to mammon, the God of money has led me here because now there's no Republicans that talk about anything but the free market. None of them are talking about morality. None of them are talking about family values. None of them are talking about Christianity. They're so glad they don't have to talk about it anymore. The only value they have, sometimes they mention abortion, if you're Mark Rubio, and the free market. That's it. And this is where your free market has got you. So I mean, I, but nobody, nobody wanted tariffs until the Trump era. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Until Trump, they were they. Uh, this is why I'm registered as a Democrat still because up until yeah the Trump era, the only people tariffs talking were the about, devil, and there was so much yeah. institutional resistance to the tariffs when he did them. They're like, oh, this is going to destroy the world economy. Everything's going to be over if we put these tariffs up. Yeah, that's the part didn't happen. Yeah, the the party the party of uh, free trade with other nations at pennies on the dollar. Uh, was the party of the Republicans. Only the Democrats were at least giving lip service to something else. That switched with Trump. Especially it switched with Trump and Bernie and TPP canceling. That was the big, like, whoa, they actually did it. They did not go through with a... uh... All right. I think I've complained enough about this, but I want to say one more thing before we move on to uh, what is going to be Jip Fest for a little bit. And that is... So here's my Republican theory. Uh based on this. And my Republican theory is that they, because I'm noticing a lot of Trump complaining, election fraud. I'm not a lot noticing a lot of Republican complaining. Two reasons. One is because Republicans won. Trump didn't win, but Republicans won big time. Uh, the other thing I think is going on is they don't want Trump to win. Right. They, they He's want not one of them. Yeah. Right. They want to go back. They're like, good with Biden. We're going to get that Chinese money again. We're going to get to back to where we can pay workers nothing, shut down factories, because who needs that overhead? We can just invest, which is relatively risk-free. You don't have to pay maintenance men for investments. And then we can get that easy overseas money. Um, and I, I am afraid, like, where's TPP? Can we bring that back? The great TPP resurrection, right? So I am afraid that that the Republicans actually are happy that Biden's winning. Once again, see my previous statement, they don't actually have a morality. They don't care if abortions are going to go up. They don't care if Christian speech is going to be silenced. They don't actually believe in God. They just are happy about that money. I'm not saying the free market, but I'm saying money. You can't admit that they like money. Mm -hmm. True. Now, and it's not all, there's, there's some legitimate, Republicans, I think. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. I think Pence is actually, you know, a Christian person, probably. Probably. Rand Paul's legitimate in his values, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Jip, talk to me about uh, push polls. Oh, push polls. So, so a push poll is intended um, not to convey information, but to produce a desired um, reaction <laughs> or feeling right. in the observer. <laughs> yeah, to wag the dog, to lead, to, to um, poison, poison the well, right? And it seems um, pretty clear to me, at least, that in a few cases, there was certainly some push-pulling happening this election cycle that was designed to sway feeling one way or another. I don't have any other explanation for, um, I guess the most egregious example right now is, I believe it's uh, Wisconsin was predicted to go for Biden by double digits, like 16, 17 points. A, a serious like statistician, which I assume these polling houses have those on staff, w- would not entertain that notion, I, I don't think. Like, it just doesn't seem scientifically possible if you're doing you know, a rigorous sampling that that would be a real number. So the only conclusion I can come to is that that, that was a, a number that was fabricated. Yeah. So just, just to make sure people can understand what you're saying, you're saying push P U S H poll P O L L. Yes. Yeah. Push 
hole. So, and just to be clear, poisoning the well. The idea is to, before people vote, go ahead and sway them by releasing these polls. Well, and I don't know if it's necessarily a plan to like, ah, discourage Trump voters or, or something, but it's certainly a tool for driving turnout, potentially. And higher turnout does tend to favor Democrats because their support is in densely populated urban areas. You can't bleed a turnip. You can't only get right. so much from the rural areas. Yeah. So if you, but there's always more people in the city because you got dead people who can vote. You've got <laughs> illegal aliens who can vote. You've got, you know, I, like I said, I'm just finding Biden ballots just outside my window. So absolutely. <laughs> right. So that's a push pull. And I think there was a little bit of that going on. Um, and you know, it's, it's swaying an election is, is not one obvious thing. It's a combination of a bunch of little things. And so I think that's probably in play. Okay. Well, and, and I mean, like you're not saying it's impossible to win a race by 20%. Cause like in DC, Biden won by 75%. Yeah, no. And no. in California, he won by like 30%. And I mean, I hear those numbers and I say, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, exactly. So what we're, we're saying is that prediction of you know Wisconsin by anything 10, 15%, given what happened, just seems ludicrous. Well, and the fact that last time Wisconsin went by like one percentage point. It, it just doesn't seem like any, any reasonable or you know, scientific person would make that kind of a prediction um, and be like, yeah, that, that seems good. <laughs> Right. I guess e even if you want to do a push poll, it seems dangerous just because weren't wasn't weren't a lot of people saying that Hillary Clinton did so badly in 2016. If we're looking at it at it from like a game theory perspective, it does seem like a risky strategy because it could make voters complacent if it appears that their candidate is up by an insane margin. That, that makes sense. You could also make the argument that it would dishearten other voters, voters against to think it's a lost cause. Mm. I've, heard this, I've heard this argument with um, California saying that, like, yeah, California's numbers are that bad because Republicans don't turn out. And in fact, if you because they're told it's a blue state. Over and over, right. 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 Yeah. And if you we changed, we got rid of the Electoral College. Sneak peek coming up, but if we got got rid of the electoral college, that actually you would that wouldn't necessarily swing in favor of Democrats. Right, it'd be in play. Yeah, because yeah, California Republicans would now become the largest Republican state in the nation as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, the one third of voters. Yeah, right in California. So anyway, that's that's push polling. A little, yeah. a, little a little foily, but um, it, it's it's not a term I came up with. It's it's uh, you know an actual thing. Well, I, I, I think a lot of Americans suspected that. I think anybody with half a brain suspected that when they were saying things like Texas is in play. No, it isn't. <laughs> Are you out of your damn minds? No, it isn't, right? Uh, it, it's just this, but this is what boggles my mind. I don't know a single person who has told me what's good about Biden. And yeah, you're going to say, well, it's all about Trump. Agreed. But these numbers that Biden's getting in these states are off the charts and i just i i don't believe it when you add in the shenanigans when you add those numbers together with the votes are coming in four days later people with half a brain knew the polls were wrong right i mean well part of it is you know what i said earlier is the inverse hillary effect that you know 
Um, Trump is just as hated as she was, and that drives enthusiasm. That's where all the enthusiasm is coming from. Except that, except that, if you talk to people, every literally everybody I know has softened on Trump. Even people who hate Trump don't hate Trump now as much as they hated Trump then. Oh, I I disagree. I don't know I about know that. Lots of people who hate Trump <laughs> more today than they did two years ago. Yeah. I really? Okay. Yeah. Then that's my anecdote, and I'm obviously as the host, I'm going to say I'm right. You're wrong. No. Okay. So <laughs> there is a company in which we dare not speak his name. No, I get that you don't speak his name. Like I'm not going to like, Jip. I'm hanging out with you and your wife. I'm not going to talk politics, right? I, I know that that would be considered rude for her. I get mm. that, but that, that that doesn't mean that I assume that she hates Trump more now than she did then, but maybe, maybe. Let's sit back and listen to Jip tell us why we need to get rid of Electoral College. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you a, a, little, a little history lesson. So, Well, hold on. Hold on. So you're going to argue that we should get rid of it on moral principle, not on practicality. Well, I didn't say what he's going to say. Okay, uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm conflicted about the Electoral College. Um, it okay. Was originally constructed to protect the political power of southern plantation owners because they obviously didn't want their slaves voting. <laughs> that, that that would not end well. Um, which led to you know first the the three fifths compromise um, that we all learn about in school. That's yeah. the, that's the genesis of the the whole apparatus. Which obviously, oh, I don't draw. No, I don't draw the connection. I don't draw. I'm sorry, you have to explain it to me. How does I know the genesis of the was comp, compromised, but the mm -hmm. genesis of the electoral college? I'm not connecting the dots between that and well, saying that we're going to have certain electors that represent the the population coming in to cast votes for the president because we don't have an internet. Our mail sucks, and many of our states are on the frontier, and we're already a republic with representatives. Why not have them be represented by not have representation style election for the president. This all seems fine, but it doesn't seem to tie into racism. So can you explain that one? To me? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not about race. It's about power. Okay. okay it's, it's, that's where, that's where I'm coming from is that there's not many people in the South. If you, okay. especially if you remove all the slaves from the equation, we're a spread out people. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, and the electoral college, boosts the influence of lightly populated states. And that's basically the South, especially if you, you know, subtract all the black people from the equation. Wait, wait, wait. So I mean, now you can, you can, I agree that the three-fifths compromise boosted, mm -hmm. but, oh, so the electoral college, you needed these representatives because you weren't going to let the actual slaves vote. So right. how do you represent that three-fifths of people that you want to vote? You do it by having a representative electoral college. Well, and I mean, it's more than that. It's okay. if, if we say we got rid of the electoral college, right? And everybody voted. Then you'd and, have slaves voted. Well, and I mean, that's not, I'm, I'm saying in the present day, what if we got rid of the electoral college? The side effect of that is only the top 10 cities in the U.S. would have a say Mm -hmm. basically because that's those are the only issues that'd be on the table that's the only place anyone would campaign right I, that's that's the argument i hear against so getting rid of it now that's that's what i mean when i say the electoral college makes rural states matter right at least a little bit 
<laughs> a lot time. in this election, apparently. <laughs> right. Um, but so so that's that's the pro and con for the electoral college is the genesis was shady for sure, but on the other hand, I would not want to live in a country where only the dense urban vote matters. What's funny about that? I had an argument with a. This is after the 2016 election, and Hillary won the. Did you know Hillary won the uh, popular vote? Because I wasn't told that fifty thousand times. So my <laughs> boss, it. yeah, my boss was telling me this, and she's like, "Why don't we just get rid of the electoral college?" And I said, "Because it's about minority representation." She said, "What?" And I said, "These small states that are underrepresented would have no voice." without the electoral college and her eyes lit up and she's like hmm <laughs> so i used i used diversity politics to to uh defend the electoral college that was pretty good i thought that was smooth on my part <laughs> i'm not sure how correct you are jip about the electoral college existing because of slavery now you have to no, fight seriously no. and when clearly the not say because of slavery slavery happened to exist and that was why there were far fewer people who could vote in the South. It's, it's ultimately a power question, not a slavery question. I, I still am not sure if historically that's actually why the Electoral College was put into place because okay. there were other practical concerns. Like there were real concerns in the you know, 1790s and 1800s. Would people even know who was running for president? Would they know anything about them, et cetera? Fair enough, yeah. Um, and also you have the issue of what happens if there's three people running for president or four people running for president? And then nobody's going to get a majority. What do we do then? Mm-hmm. So the Electoral College does solve other issues. That said, the fact that we have the Electoral College today is actually directly because of racism. So here's the fun history lesson I just learned, which was after the 1968 election, which was the first election where Nixon got elected, there was a third party candidate running, kind of a famous guy named George Wallace, who actually got 46 electoral college votes. And it was shortly after that, that there was a really big push to get rid of the electoral college. The House actually passed a bill to to amend the constitution to get rid of it. Everyone in the country supported it, and it couldn't get through the Senate. And it basically was the Southern secessionists, or sorry, secessionists, the Southern segregationists, uh, segregationists yeah. who explicitly were saying, but if we get rid of the Electoral College, our blacks will get to vote. Segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Yes, it is that George Wallace, who, <laughs> again, I mean, you know, 40 years ago got 46 Electoral College mm. votes. Yeah. That speech aged particularly well. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, realistically, it was because of that group of senators from, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's basically Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. I, I did I did know that. I have forgotten about that. And I had not connected those dots that way. Thank you. Um, but, but that's, <laughs> and, and then eventually people got not interested in it and it didn't happen again. But I truly believe that if it hadn't been for those senators basically filibustering the vote, it would have at least gotten passed and gone down as an amendment. Now, whether it would have been voted on and confirmed by the states, I don't know, but it would have been close. Um, but I, I'm a fan of the Electoral College for practical reasons, which are one, again, it is a good solution. Well, it's a solution to what to do if there's multiple people running and nobody gets a majority. 
And we've had multiple elections where nobody's gotten 50% of the vote because you have, you know, two people who are like 49 and 48 and then other people get two or 3% of the vote. I'm really uncomfortable with just plurality wins. I'm really uncomfortable with, well, you got more votes. And so if you got 30% of the vote more than anybody, you're the president. Yay. But I also really like the fact that the Electoral College fits in very nicely with the Federalist position. Because part of what the Electoral College lets every state do is they let individual states choose who gets to vote and who doesn't. California could pass a law tomorrow saying 16-year-olds can vote for president. And I'm fine with California doing that. The maybe maybe college, it'll be better. Maybe it'll be better. But the Electoral College says they don't gain more power in the state of California by doing that. They get the same number of electoral votes no matter who they mm. vote. So there's like the whole Nancy Pelosi push to have 16-year-olds vote is a moot point with the Electoral College because why don't you just do that in your own state? Exactly. Ah. You still get 55 electors, so enjoy it. Yeah. That is yeah. smart. I mean, and, and, you know, we might disagree with some of what happened because this was also the argument that, you know, more states probably would have let women vote earlier before they were required to if that might actually influence that state's power. That's really um, smart. That's really but some smart. states did let women vote, but again, it didn't affect how many electoral college votes they got. So I like the fact that in theory, now I don't say in reality anymore, but in theory, we are 50 sovereign states in a compact. Every state should have a say in who is president. Okay, I have a question. This is something that I asked, and I know it's got a simple answer, but rather than Google, how about I ask you guys, because I'm lazy. Um, when uh, I hear all these stories, like people are flooding to Florida and Texas, right? Getting out of their blue state, so to speak. So when are we going to see an increase in our electoral votes from all this influx of population? After the census. That's what I thought. When's the next census? Well, it just happened, it just but happened. the count isn't done yet. Oh, that's so, what that was. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, kind, I'm, of, I forget. kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I also voted for Biden on that one. I, did, I, I lied to him. All right, so. No, I don't I, think they ask on the census. I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I told him non-resident alien. Get, out of my, get off my lawn. Green card. Then I burned it. All right. So I think we're about done, but I want to know. You know what? I think we can end there. But I do want to ask our closing question. So let's go right into it. So who's going to win this thing? Uh, who do you... me. Pick me. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> who's going to win this thing and how? Yes. So that's the amount that we've blown this election cycle. Um, and I say blown. Um, so the, the real winners here, they've already won. Um, that would be the political consultants and their friends in the advertising industry. Uh, <laughs> they, they have orchestrated a, a show for us, uh, us consumers uh, once again and made off like bandits. So there's, there's the winners for you. Mm. I guess I have a question about that because, frankly, $14 billion sounds low. Is that just presidential? It's that just, just presidential, my friend. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you include the primaries and if you include everything in House and Senate, okay. like, if it's not closer to fifty billion, I'd kind of be amazed. Well, yeah. then, okay, that's that's very clever. Who do you think's going to win? <laughs> <laughs> clever. Would, it's 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 almost a dodge. Who do you think's going to win? You think you mean red versus blue is what you're? Yeah, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think blue team will win the big chair, 
but red is going to win everything else. We'll so see. it's going to be a period victory for sure. Yeah, well, no, it's, no. I think they both want the same thing, and which is unfortunately because for me, I agree with you. you. We have to talk about red versus blue, so that I just did that. Yeah, you did, you did, okay. you did. But let me <laughs> let me say this: Trump versus Biden is yeah, red won, red won this, and I think red and Biden blue want the same thing. Who's going to lose is the populist. Who's going to lose the people who are actually against China? the people who are actually against selling out our jobs and against TPP. And I keep saying that, but that's like my biggest issue. And so whatever Trump is, he ain't Republican and he ain't Democrat and he's going to lose. So I don't see it as red versus blue. I do see it as Biden versus Trump. And unfortunately I think Trump's going to lose this could be wrong, but uh, looks like, looks like either shenanigans that got yanked or not shenanigans and, he just lost, which is really pissed, weird. Pissed off too many people, yeah. Yeah. Should be. I think on January 20th, Biden's going to be inaugurated as president, assuming he's still alive. <laughs> um, That's another, yeah. It, Kamala will be inaugurated on January, I, yeah. <laughs> one way or the other. Um, I still think there's going to be many shenanigans that happen. It would not surprise me if uh, there's a Supreme Court decision that really determines this. Um, if it somehow goes to the House, the Republicans control the House delegations and even more so after this election. What if they turn on Trump? I Notice I didn't say they'd vote for Trump. I said the Republicans would control the House. I have no idea what they would do, but they can only vote for somebody who has electoral votes. So unless you have a faithless elector, it's still going to be Trump or Biden, and I don't think the Republican House is going to vote for Biden. Yeah, the House is a little crazy. They, they have less Chinese money, so they don't feel the love as much. <laughs> but ultimately, when it comes to red versus blue, I think Jip is absolutely correct. Uh, the GOP, it, for the next few years at least, they were the big winners in this election. Right. They still will control the Senate. They may have lost the Senate seat. It's still up for debate. In fact, both Georgia Senate seats are probably going to go to a runoff vote. Right. So we can go back to the way it's supposed to be. We have massive unemployment and we say the nation's doing fine because we've got a high GDP. Yay, Wall Street. Ugh. I can't stand it. Can't stand housing it. prices are through the roof. So housing prices are through the roof. We're going great. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't much like the Republicans. I don't see it as red versus blue. I see Trump as its own singular entity. And what I fear is that we'll never have, or it'll be a long time before we have another pop, another populist candidate, a candidate who really does come in and do some things that are different, some things that are different. The number one thing that we can do is just to be a, a constructive for a minute. I, I hate doing this. <laughs> one thing we can do is push for the idea of like Maine and Nebraska have done, which is not having first past the post winner takes all allocations um, to the electoral college the way that they did. Um, that's, I feel the number one thing that we can do to break up the monopoly. The right. That way, that way Atlanta can't, that way the governor in Atlanta can't kill it for the whole state. She can only corrupt her own district. Right. And we get a much more accurate picture of the actual political layout of the country. Right. So yeah, it's but funny. I, it was either Madison or Monroe 
who spent like their entire career after president trying to get a constitutional amendment passed to make it illegal to do um, all of the electors just given to one person or the other based on the, uh, the popular vote. So even 200 years ago, that was seen as a big problem by several incredibly important politicians. Because already, basically by then, a majority of the states did winner take all on the electoral on the electors. That combined with ranked choice voting would would put us in a much better position as a democracy. If you think democracy is good, let me preface all of this with that. Not everybody does. Some people think oligarch is better because if you have money, that means you're smart, and we want smart people in charge. Am I right? Um, but you you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Well, and Our, I, I don't like democracy, but I still think great choice voting would lead to better results. So, I'm partial to our republic, but then again, I've got rose-colored glasses about the 90s. So, um, The 90s were a great time, not going to lie. So, Roger, who wins? I think it might be Trump at the end of the day. I think it might be Trump. And then we've got more rioting. Then we've got more problems. As a counterpoint, Georgia's now at Trump up 2,500 votes. <laughs> there we go. Right. Back and forth. There's something there. There's something there. Um, because this would be an easy steal, and they're not stealing it. So, all right. This has been the Patriarchy Podcast with Roger Sirs and Jip. I hope you've enjoyed hearing three non-experts talk about things they know very little about. Have a good one. <laughs>